Hello and welcome back to the Time Flies podcast. I am your host, Dariel. And in this episode, we actually get into part two of the conversation that I had with my good friend, Mike. And we're basically talking about the year in hip hop in 2021. We get into different topics as um, Jay-Z's remarks during the Twitter spaces that he had with Rob Markman. We get into the whole Donda versus CLB moment in 2021. Um, We get into our personal favorites and our personal best albums of 2021. And we also get into a bunch of other topics as well. So if you guys like what you hear, please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Every little bit helps trying to grow the community. And please don't forget to check out the socials as well. You can check us out on Instagram at timeflies.1221 on Twitter, timeflies1221. And yeah, without further ado, let's get right into part two of the conversation I had with my friend Mike. So there was, um, I think it was last week where Jay-Z went on like Twitter spaces and he had a conversation with Rob Markman. And one of the things that all the yeah. media outlets ran with was that Jay-Z was like, nah, nobody can touch me in the verses. When I, when I started seeing all these articles. He's I'm, right, by the way. What are you talking about? Nas, Nas can hold up with him. So this is the thing. Dude, okay, oh, hold, hold on, oh, oh, my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, like, let my me bad. let you go. No, my bad. Because dude, I was like, because... I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I watch a lot of different things on YouTube and like all the people that I respect, everybody was saying like, nah, nobody can, nobody can go up against Jay in the verses. And everybody, everybody was bringing up Drake and yay. And I'm just like, why are you guys bringing up him? Like, why are you guys bringing up Drake and yay? You guys are, you guys are, why are you guys forgetting about Nas? Nas for 20 joints, Illmatic alone, Illmatic alone, which obviously if they ever do it, he's not going to play Illmatic straight through. But I'm just saying, Illmatic alone, that's what, 10 tracks? Yeah, nine, really, because it was a half-ass intro. With yeah, so I'm nine just, tracks. the only person in my mind that can, that, can, that can keep up with Jay is Nas, and it's perfect, and they're right in the same era. <clears throat> so I don't know, what are your thoughts? So here's the thing. What I interpreted Jay's statement as was, no one is going to beat him on a versus stage, which in my opinion, he's correct. If we're talking about keep, because if we're talking about keeping up, right? Clearly, Nas has the catalog. That would, I mean, it would make for a great verses, but believe it or not, it's that's not necessarily the verses that I would want. I wouldn't want Nas versus Jay Z. I just, I don't think their catalogs size up the same way. They both did amazing things on their own, but I'd much rather see I'd much rather see a Jay and like a Kanye. Kanye mm-hmm. can keep Kanye can keep up. 100, just like Nas can keep it's it comes to a matter of opinion after a certain point to like what we want to see. So I think there's I, no you go. Dude, I think Nas can get a W against Jay, bro. I think he can get a W. I, like, I understand Jay-Z, is, like we were just saying, in like the early 2000s, like he was hip-hop, but he, he, was, he was like one of the anomalies as far as like being able to like transition into the mainstream, but still being hip-hop. Like he was one of the few artists, like Ja Rule was another one. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But like yeah. Jay-Z was a little, he was able to go mainstream, but he was also able to keep the respect from like the hip-hop world. You know, and yeah. but, and that and that's where I think Nas might might he might take the L in that because 
Nas was never really given that that chance to go a little mainstream, but still stay in hip hop. Like when so, Nas went mainstream, right. people gave him mad shit for it. Yeah, Be- but you know, you know what the thing is, bro, is that with it now, if it's my ear and I'm just watching and I'm just listening record for record. Sure, Nas, you know, that's the GOAT for me. Nas, Nas could take that. But I'm thinking in the grand scheme of thing on a versus stage, right? The shit that Jay could do. And we're thinking not only for ourselves, we're thinking grand scheme, right? The things Jay could break into, Jay could go acapella and start rapping Dear Summer, right? Everyone would go crazy. I know you're going to miss me. Yeah. Come, just that. Just like when, well, we'll, listen. Just like when <laughs> Kiss came out of nowhere and said, drop that. It was a mixtape freestyle. Moment. One of the moments of the year in hip hop, period. Moment in hip hop, period. Yeah, not of the year, just moments in no, hip hop. Moment period. in hip hop, period. That was, yeah. I saw that and it was like, I remember seeing Steph Curry in the first finals they played against the Cavs. And he came up the court, he hit the first three of the game, and he had this glow to him. And there's this glow of greatness, bro. Mm-hmm. And I see it every now and then. I seen it in that moment. And when Kiss was on that stage, I was like, you just know when something special is happening. Dude, I wish I was watching it with you, bro. I wanted to see your reaction when that bro, shit was happening, I was, bro. I was going... Uh, but, so... Sh- Jay could do uh, a freestyle, one of his freestyles acapella. Crowd would go crazy because everyone knows it. And then on the next record, if he wanted to, he could go Paris. Like there's just there's there's a diversity to Jay where he can please everyone in the room. And they're both probably at the same level of of performance as far as stage presence. But I don't know, man. So, so, so So you just think Jay has more he has more to choose from. More to choose from, and I can see that in the grand, like I said, the grand scheme, the mass appeal, for lack of a better term, Jay, I feel like would would appease more people in that regard. To me, Nas could throw on, Nas could start off with New York State of Mind. You know, I would lose it. Like Nas has the has it from there, but I'm thinking grand total. But yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. So that's why on a it's it because of their catalogs. It's not the verses I want to see, though. I love the both of them, and they're both top five for me. So, I I'd like to see a measure up of someone who has the pop appeal and like the hip hop appeal. Even though not many have the hip hop appeal that Jay has, just off the strength of his catalog in the '90s and in the early 2000s. But when you think of Yay! Yay has enough pop appeal. He has the catalog. I really Definitely. think that there's there's only there's only two guys that are gonna match up and make for like an interesting showing versus Jay, with Yay being one of them and Wayne being the other. Mm, Wayne. Wayne has a catalog that, and I know everyone. <clears throat> Everyone says Drake, and Drake definitely has the catalog, but I don't want to see Drake in that space yet. 
No, Drake, so Wayne, even though he's still going, what Wayne did from 1997 to, I don't know, 2013. And you know how I felt about Wayne back in the day. I wasn't always his biggest fan. I didn't, it, it, but when I listen back in retrospect, and you remember the moments, we, that was actually someone that we lived through all of their peaks, really. Yeah, when he was dropping mixtape after mixtape after mixtape, and, there and was, he was dropping quality shit. Carter One and the Dedication Series. And this is some shit where he could do the same type of thing. And what he could do... Listen. If Wayne does the Show Me What You Got freestyle, mm. it's an interesting thing. Mm. Wow. And then they, I totally forgot about that freestyle. He, I mean, that was one of the things that... I remember that. I remember that was, was a, a moment. moment. Talk about I a remember, moment. I remember that was a moment. I, everyone was like, well, because 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 the Jay-Z show me what you got. Everyone was like, okay, it's a cool it's a it was cool all track. right. It's a cool comeback. Cause I was on Kingdom was, Come, I think. I believe. I might be wrong, but it don't, was. Don't hold me to it. But yeah, everyone was like, Yeah, that's a cool track to come back. But then when Wayne when Wayne hopped on it, everyone was like, Oh no, this this song is this is what it no, was supposed to be. He went crazy. and that was um even there. There's an interview with Jay. I forgot where it was. I don't know if it was Rolling Stone, but he said when he heard that, he um he said he had to take a long walk and rethink things. Really? Jay said that. You could look it up. Jay. So he knew. He knew that this was like not a changing of the guard per se, but like, oh, he's here. And I think that was the moment for a lot of people where they were like, okay. This guy, that was like 2006. Yeah. Right? 2006, 2006 2007. Yeah. And yeah, that, was, that was around when we and were. And people were like, oh, okay, this is different. So yeah. but I feel actually, like Wayne and Ye for the best show, Nas, I haven't found the right match for. So I don't okay. know. So I actually, so we, we've been, we gave, we started off this episode of giving flowers to Nas, but like we should also give a little flowers to Wayne because what Wayne's been doing recently with his featured verses has been. Has been going, yeah, going nuts for like two years now almost. He's been, yeah, he's been going, yeah, he's been going crazy for a while now. And, um, the whenever, whenever we start talking about Wayne, like I know he has his own catalog, catalog of his own songs, but dude, do you remember it was off of that Rocky album that we were just talking about? He, yeah. had, he had a song called M's and it was yes. featuring Little Wayne, yes, dude, M. Wayne, bro, tore. That shit up. Money top and dogs bark. I got a pocket full of stones in my stone wash Lambo. Brand new Lambo with tiger stripes on it. Call that bitch a golf cart. I'm out here. I'm so out here. I swear niggas have no idea. I swear niggas better wear a ride gear. Cause I appear in power loud and clear. Give them diarrhea. Oh, I re up tonight. I'm a B up tonight. Cooking the key up tonight. Niggas D up. I slide to the right. Throw a three up in time. Put a B up. Let's fight. Don't get beat up tonight. Feet up in my European night. Kill you and your dog, they go put on a shirt that's a Peter for life. Like you sneeze, you untight. You got beef, I got white. You got beef, I got white. I got green, I got white. I got pink, I got pints. I got lean, I got ice. I got needles and pipes. I got clean, I got ripe. I got mean, I got nice. That's that Tina and I got on lean on the price. I don't cheat on the price. Try to cheat on the dice, you get beat on the spot. I get keys on the spot. And I keep it on lock and I keep it up safe. 
What you keeping your safe? It's what I spent on my watch and I wave it like mace. About to redo the face, get a see through AKI, eat seafood and steak. But girl, I'ma treat you like cake till I get a sweet tooth toothache. But wait, let's talk about M's, not about them. I love my BMs, I love my YM. Ain't no more CM, let's pluck out the stems, let's fuck like a nymph. She walk out, she limp, it's dark and we dim. Yeah, we dim niggas, hack up in him, niggas back up and skim niggas. See that we strapped up, we cap up your brim, nigga. Fill my cup up to the rim, nigga. That album dropped like in 2015, like you said. So it was a minute yeah. ago, but. It's 2015. That was what six six years ago. Well, actually, seven you know, years ago. Because now we're in 2022. Shit, I time's just going too fast. So, but, that, dude, bro, the thing about Wayne is that he is from that cloth of like, yo, if I'm on a guest feature, I'm not here to be friends with you. Like, I'm here to tear your ass up. And he started in the 90s. He started in the 90s. He so started, he's from that, that cloth. He's yeah. That's and. So he was, like, he was like 12 when he was with Cash Money, right? Like in the 90s. He was like, he was legitimately yeah, bro, like he's 12, not much bro. older than us. He's like eight years older than us. Yeah, he's shooting. Think he about shoot, that. Every time, every time like someone brings it up in an interview when he was like, when they were, they were like dropping mad randomly. They would be like, yo, so you signed the Cash Money when you were like 11 or 12 years old. And I'm just like, what? Like yeah. 11, 12? Like you're, yeah. you're a baby. Yeah. Bro. And, and then like he had all this time to develop and then he became what he was. But, um, but yeah. No, um, Wayne's been going crazy. But With um, the guest features, yeah, no, he's been he's been going ape shit. But as far as like the reason why I want to see Nas and Jay is because for me it's just perfect. As far as like they're from the same era, and then on top of that, there was this whole Nas and Jay Z beef, and I know that they made up and like now they're friends. But this the competition versus, still lives. Th- the competition is still there, and Where then if, you? if you're gonna be in a versus, it's like everyone is that it's gonna be a moment, bro. That's it's why the novelty of it. Yeah, so that's why I think all that combined. But I honestly, I legitimately think that Jay Z, the only person he can go up against, I honestly like Ye would be cool to see. But I don't, I don't put Ye and Jay in the same eras. That's just me they're, personally. They're not. Well, yeah, they no, nah, they're not. They're not from the same era, and neither is Wayne. Kind of, but no. Nah. Just as far as catalogs are concerned, the right. way they size up because. You know the it yeah with with Nas and Jay like yeah you're right like the novelty of it and I have another hot take that contradicts my Talk whole stance with Nas and Jay. Talk to me, bro. Actually, let's, let's get into the shit, boy. Let's I go. I actually wrote about this. Yeah, like in the end of 2015, it it was on my blog, and um, I actually feel like Jay won. That battle between him and us, yeah. Really? Now it's interesting coming from someone who reveres Nas as much as I do, but from an objective ear, right? So that was a, a subliminal war for the longest time throughout the late '90s, and then you—it's really interesting, actually. Like, and then it came to a head on like a. Jay started it with the original version of Takeover. Right. Where he he dissing Mob Deep the most most of the song. And then at the end, he has the bar, ask Nas, he don't want to withhold. Yeah. Nas comes back with what's called the stillmatic freestyle. He's going over um Paid in Full by Eric B and Rakim. Did you ever hear that? And he's going crazy. Nah, not Talking not, about not go not to Philly time. and eat beans fast. Like he was, he was just going. Oof. Going bananas. And 
So then you go to the main course, which is the version of TakeOver that most of us know with the additional verse that's aimed at Nas. So Jay was playing on public perception with the whole um, one hot year, ten, one hot album in 10 years, that's whatever. But he, he was going fact to fact, whereas Nas, it was a more vicious and like visceral diss track. So I get why people would say Nas took it because it was like, damn, Nas. But to me, Nas was playing like a game of dozens, meaning he was kind of just like throwing throwing like jokes and, and shit at, at Jay about his physical features. And he had some, some real shit in there. But Jay just spoke to Nas. Like there was no real dress up. There was no Jay spoke right to Nas. And I think the other reason why, now if it just stayed there at Takeover versus Ether, though I feel like the people would still probably edge to Nas for the simple fact that, like I said, the way he sounded, it was like it was vicious. And people, mm -hmm. to add context to it, people hadn't heard Nas like that in a minute. Mm -hmm. This is right before Stillmatic. So he's coming off Nostradamus. I am, which I am is a slept on Nas album, but I guess not to a lot of people. But so people didn't know Nas still had it. That that shock factor also played a part. Mm -hmm. So, but I think where Jay went wrong in the battle, he should have just left it at that and let people go at it. But then he goes super ugly, which is like not a saying it. It's just not it. And that's where I. But Takeover versus Ether, I think Takeover takes it. I think not only is it a more direct and potent diss track, I also think it's the better song too. So, in my opinion, Jay got the W there. This is this Which is why shocked a lot of people. I'm this sure it shocks you to hear that. It, yeah, it shocks me. But what I was going to say is like, this is why I've been wanting you on the podcast, bro. Like just the way you broke that down and how like you broke it down song for song and just how Nas came on this track and you gave like, yeah, you, you you gave a context because you were saying how Nas is coming off of I Am and Nostradamus. Yeah. And you're, you're doing off the, you're doing this right off, off the rip. You're doing, you're freestyling it right now, bro. This is why I wanted you on the pod, It's dog. stored somewhere deep in the dark uh, crevices of <laughs> my fucking sick mind. <laughs> but, um, all right, bro, we got, we got to move on from your boy. Yeah. We gave Nas all his flowers, you know, Nas, if you listen to this by some sort of grace of God, like we just love you, bro. Just sponsor the podcast first and foremost, but Yo, facts, Mass Appeal, come through. <laughs> facts, facts. But, um, but yeah, man, keep dropping when you're dropping. You're always going to have two fans here. Okay. A hundred percent. Now, before we get into your albums of the year, I want to okay. talk to you about Donda and CLB. Yeah. I want to hear your take on, obviously there was this whole Donda versus CLB stuff that, right. in like September when the albums dropped. I'll go first. I've been a yay stan. I've always been a yay stan. Good always. music. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Donda is a better album. And I I'm not I'm not saying that just because I'm a yay stan. And I think people, hopefully, music heads that actually know music, they could agree because Don, what Ye did on Donda, first of all, getting all those amount of people on an album and making it flow seamlessly, that's one. That's what he does. That's what he does. Two, 
Donda, if you look at it and you listen to it and just try to appreciate the music and sonically, he's bringing something new to the table. Yeah. Like he's able to blend gospel and hip hop, but he's able to blend it in a way where like. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. Ye is not trying to appeal to our audience anymore. He's trying to stay relevant to the young kids. Yeah. And Donda is an album that kids listen to because he has the Fabio Forens, he has the Pop Smokes, and Little he, baby. Has, he has the babies, he has the baby, he has right. he has all these people, and he's able to blend them in the album seamlessly. And that is why I don't think it's a contest between Donda and CLB. CLB was an CLB was a it was a disappointment. It has tracks, it has joints. Don't get me twisted. Yeah. It yeah. has joints. Race my mind is a fucking no no, no. Joint. there's there's joints on there the remorse there's, for me like there's there's joints there's joints but and, oh and Wayne and Wayne went crazy on one of the tracks too again but Drake didn't bring anything new to the table and then there's been all these like conspiracy theories if you want to call them or rumors that Drake needed to drop something and he's actually gonna drop an album right away like yeah I heard like, that too yeah like he's actually gonna like secret like Beyonce it and he's gonna drop it out of nowhere and if it happens it happens but. If right. we're just talking about literally just Donda and Cob, it's to me it's not a question. Donda is the album of uh, is the album between those two. And as far as like, if you're gonna ask me about as far as Ye as a person, I've uh, as far as Ye, I'm able to separate Ye the artist from Ye the person. Like when he was right. going through that whole Trump shit and all that shit, I was like, yo, I'm not really, so, I'm not a fan of that. I'm gonna put that to the side. But I've always held Kanye as always one of my one of my, if not my favorite artists, because just of what he's done, like after after that whole college dropout phase, when 808s and Heartbreak, Yeezus, like yo, Yeezus? I fuck with Yeezus. I, I don't know. Dude, I, I loved it. I love Yeezus. Blood Blood on the Leaves. The yeah. first track when you press yeah. play, dog, when there's like that staticky, the and Bro. it's just like it's just noise, but it's like controlled noise, dude. You have no idea how much I love that album. No, I do too. It it I was have in, so many yeah. thoughts, bro. I have so many thoughts, but just bringing it back to uh, Donda and CLB, that's my take. So I'm gonna give yeah. you the runway. Just give me your thoughts on Donda CLB. Talk to me. What you got? Okay, so now going into this, right? I was very much sick of Kanye's shit, right? right? tired of it i felt like and, and his, he gave you reason he gave you reason because yeah, he was his, just doing his, too much yeah his music i think since pop since pablo had been lackluster a lot of the antics and shit he was doing was weird to me 100 um 100 and with so when i start to see this thing brewing with drinking a the way they're setting it up it brought me back to the pimp mobile era when nah. Yay and 50 went up for graduation and Curtis, which me and you were both on the side of graduation. And it, look at what it did for the course of hip hop. Some may argue that's the moment where we met a fork in the road and we went this way with Yay and with that lane of hip hop away from a street dominant art form prior to that. Thank God, because I, I was never really a big 50 fan, but uh, keep going. My bad. Keep going. So with. When this came about, I wanted to see Drake drop the better album. I absolutely That's did. And I had, I had faith that he would. I felt like he was onto something with the certified lover boy. I felt like, okay. And um, 
I'm not, I'm also not one of these people who subscribe to the, the train of thought, like not, I mean, nah, Drake doesn't have a classic album. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, has, has, I, I think Drake's classic is if you're reading this, it's too late. Oh, wow. That's, and, and wow. take care. Those two are his oh, classics. Oh my God. That's another topic we could get into, man. So want, those two are his classics for me. Yo, Take stop, care, yo, it's a stop, moment. Yo, stop saying shit. That's not like, I want to like, oh my God. Yeah, bro. This is what we're here for. Okay, first of all, I, I, I to me, I think Drake has a classic album. I think Take Care is a classic album. Most I, people. I, yeah, I think Take Care, without a question, is a classic album. Like, you cannot, like you said, the moment when Take Care came out, it was like, and it was a sophomore album. It wasn't like, it was like from, from Thank Me Later, which was his uh, debut album, to Take Care. It wasn't a slow um rise it was literally just right one right after the other and everyone yeah. was like whoa this is quality yeah and if you're reading this too late i don't i don't really consider that an album honestly it's to me it's more kind of a mixtape but because because drake drake does these little things where he's like oh it's a playlist oh it's uh yeah. it's a set list and he i feel like he kind of tries to get away from like the album because he knows yeah, the he's pressures pressure. of the album yeah right so he there's no rollout. Pressure. yeah and remember with if you're reading this is too late it was um, the only people who got who got away with the overnight release was Beyonce. Beyonce did it with Lemonade. Out of nowhere, she drops this album, and then Drake. That tape was actually supposed to be a Gangsta Girls, and for whatever that, if you're reading this, for whatever reason that didn't happen. Who knows why? And then you get the whole conspiracies about drama being the one who leaked the, um, whatever the the shit with Quentin Miller the. The, oh shit! Yeah, I forgot so, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. to to go back, so I'm not one of the people who believe Drake doesn't have a classic. I think he's capable. 100. percent Now Drake's album just felt like another Drake album. Yep. Like it was like it had the joints. That, but with with some of Drake's projects. There's just a lot of fat that if he cuts it out, and I know because he has to appeal to so many people because he's Drake, but if he cuts some of the fat off, it's a more quality product. So it was another Drake project where because of all the anticipation and the rollout versus Donda, you're thinking, oh no, Drake, this is going to be Drake's fucking moment here i think i think a lot of people were on were on your i think a lot of people were thinking what you were thinking they wanted drake to have the more better album but when they actually both dropped you, it was undeniable so, to me it was undeniable like what yay brought to the table was like you can't you can't ignore this now like, no this and like, now here's the thing with yay's album long ass album right that immediately yeah. turns me off yeah it's like 30 but i'm less. listening and once again, masterfully done in the art of just production, right? Because from even like, once again, for any music heads who listen, like even the way the project is engineered, that shit, when, when there's not a lot of drums on that album, but when the drums choose to kick up, it's like, it's like they're right in your living room. Like, it's like you're in the studio. It's stadium music mixed with gospel, mixed with hip hop. And like you said, as far as the features, which it, it all goes back to production. So when he's putting, you know, Little Baby with The weekend, when he's doing these things and it's like, 
oh, no, nah, this is like a very conscious effort. Even though it's a lot of music, it's carefully crafted. Mm-hmm. And I think Ye was the guy who mashed the worlds together the best. Since you go back to college dropout, who else is putting freeway with most F on two I, words? I knew you were going to bring up most F. I knew nobody, you were going to bring up most Nobody's Def. thinking to do that in yeah. 2003. Yeah. Freeway is, is, don't get me wrong, freeway is an amazing rapper. Most F is just in that whole other lane. And not to mention what Ye did for Common. Yeah, Common. A whole resurgence of that, Common that. in the mainstream when he was an underground act for years. But yeah. to go back again. So after listening to Ye's album the first time, I knew just off production alone, it was the better album than CLB. And at that point, though, I wouldn't say it was something that uh, I'm going to rush back to this, even though it had moments. It had the baby's verse on mm-hmm. jail. It had, to me, one of the verses of the year were Fabio's Fabio uh, foreign on off the grid. To me, yeah. he went nuts. It, it's like that funk flex freestyle he did on a track with Kanye. He just lost it. But um, so. After hearing both those albums at first, I gave it today, but I was like, I'll probably not really go back to either of these albums like that. A couple of tracks here and there. But, and this is more to, I cringe at the word brilliance and genius in hip hop. It's so fucking overused Mm. and it's given out so carelessly. Mm. But much to... Kanye's brilliance in terms of production again, when he resequences the album mm. on the deluxe, yeah, it hit me different. Really, and I listened seamlessly through. And he know like he's very conscious of these things because yeah, even even when he spoke on Yeezus, I remember I don't know if it was the Breakfast Club or where it was, but he said because they asked him about. Oh, how do you feel about like the lukewarm reception to Yeezus? He was he he knew exactly what was gonna the reaction he was gonna get, and he knew that if the first track on the album is "Blood on the Leaves," it changed the perception of the album completely because you're locked in. Because that's and it was number two on that, but. So he's very conscious of sequencing. Nah, bro, "Blood on the Leaves" was like track six, I think, bro. Yeah, or may, yeah, may, it might have been later, but he knew, yeah, track four or six, maybe, yeah. I forget. He knew that if he starts off the album with that, it's a different story. Because, yeah, Blood on the Leaves is one of these things. Blood on the Leaves is one of, if not the only hip hop track on that album. Blood on the Leaves yeah. is, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the track list right now, it's number seven. Yeah. It's number seven. Cool. The rest of that album is like, you get the moments like on Bound 2 where. It's like yeah. a kind of vintage Kanye yeah. soul shit, but yeah. that album is in a in a class of its own. Which it is. It, it's polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. Um, I happen to really like that album, like, and I always have since the first time I heard it. But I know most of the people that I've like, I was surprised to hear you fucked with it because I'm so. Used to hearing, nah, that was like the one Kanye album that I didn't 
But so no, nah, it's just yo, but Kanye, yay, is like he's able when when he does when he does uh, when he does one eighties, because he has these moments in, in his career where he's like, nah, I'm tired of this. I want to do this. Like look 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 at what he did from graduation to eight oh eight and heartbreak. Right. Like, that right there is a transition. And I know that he was going through, he lost a lot. I know he was going through a lot. He lost his mom and then he was also married at the time and he got divorced. So he was going through a lot, but that's a yeah. transition in itself. And then, and then when he, when Jesus came out, that was a transition. And then look at what he just did from the last album he had prior to Donda was um, the, the gospel album. Jesus is King. Yeah. Jesus is King. But that <laughs> no. see, but this is, but this is the thing with, with, Kanye, this is why, in a lot of our eyes, he kind of stepped down a notch because I don't want to say he stopped pushing the art forward because, like you said, college college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s are all different albums, and he consciously did that to to – Jesus well, and all well the first three well well college drop one late registration and graduation they 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 were different but but they live in the same world there, there's a baseline there of like there's still a soul but right right like when you for instance there's nothing on college dropout or late registration that sounds like can't tell me nothing yep you got that you so got there, that. there's he's he's elevating where even like the subtle Jeezy ad lib that he's using nobody had mm -hmm. done some shit like that Mm -hmm. Where it's just an ad lib, mm -hmm. like it's just Jeezy's ad lib on that track. But what do you call it? So moving forward, then you get to Life Is Pablo, where it's like it's a good album, it's an enjoyable album, but yeah. he's he's he, not pushing he's anything doing forward. Things that what's that? He's not. No, nah, he's not like like when he took the the panda track. Like he, I felt like it was a lot lazier of an effort. At least Dude, to the outsider. He, he robbed designer of a career, man. He straight up robbed designer of a career. He was, he literally was like, yo, that's a hot song. I'm going to use it for my album. So I'm going to sign it to my label, but I'm never going to push you to like try to yeah, make it. And, but that, that's the foul part is that he could have used foul. the song. But after that, designer had records. I remember a record named Outlet. That he's, still, he's still he's still dropping music, but the thing is, is that he's been like he's forever been tainted after that whole good music stuff, and I feel bad for him because he, he's not he's not really popping you anymore. Know what the, yeah, and the thing is too, he sounded too much like Future, future. on that first track too. But yeah. so to go back to the original, it's it's Donda over CLB, and honestly, as far as albums are concerned, it's not really close. There's Thank there's you. tracks there's tracks on CLB that I fuck with like um I like where Drake just starts going all like the champagne poetry the remorse like I like that's when my when favorite he's, when Drake. he's yeah, when he's just going off when he's, when he's just, just going like, even the se yeah. seven a.m. on bridal path or whatever where he's going off on yay but of course um, but yeah there's just too much fat on that album and it. Donda was more carefully crafted. That's what, that's what Drake, yo, Drake, man, yo, like he said the same, he said the same thing about Scorpion. He said Scorpion, well, he didn't say it, but a lot of people are saying that you can, you can make a classic album out of Scorpion, but that's when Drake said that he needs to appeal to many fan bases. He can't just appeal to rappers. He can't just appeal to R&B singers. Like he has to appeal to both worlds. And that's where I think he's making a mistake. 
I think he needs to drop the album where he's just rapping. Yeah, if he's he, got to just throw his balls on the table. He needs to go all. Uh, he needs to go off season like Joe Cole, J Cole and just exactly. drop a rap album. Uh, and if he does that, I I feel like he can. If he goes Bro. either way, if he if he drops an album that's just rap, or if he drops an album that's just R and B, it's going to be considered a classic. But he's like getting in his own way. I don't understand why he hasn't done it yet. Who? Yeah, who knows the politics or the reason why? But to me personally, and this is my selfish opinion. Him, 40, lock in a studio, 10 tracks. It'll be fucking phenomenal. They lock they lock in somewhere in fucking Toronto. Yeah. And they just go nuts. And I know 40 had said that he tried to get Drake to do that. The closest he ever got was the first half of that uh, Scorpion album. Because, and even Drake, Drake acknowledges it. Remember on one of those songs... I think there was primo scratches on it. He said, my classic album is just 10 of these. He knows exactly what he has to do. But he just... He just wants to put his albums together a certain way. But, I mean... I just feel like... I feel like Drake, for for the career that he's had, which he's been... Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. People think that I'm a Drake hater with me and my friends, and I'm not. But it's just like, for the career that he's had, he should have an undeniable classic and he doesn't have that right now when you that's talk true. to when you talk to different people everybody else has a different album that's a classic there's no, not true. one album that's like yo that's it nobody the consensus of his fans nobody says take care nobody says if you're reading this is yeah. too late the everybody close, has a different right. album and the I, closest and, is uh, take care yes yes the closest, the closest is, take, is care. take care but there's also people that'll say well, that's a weekend album. There's always there's these snarky criticisms of it. So, but yeah, the closest he has to like across the board is take care. Of, but you're right. Even that's met with like some opposition. So yeah, yo, first uh, of all, if Drake and Weekend ever drop a collab album, yeah, yo, that's gonna but be. But I, I think a I moment, think the take dog. care album was it pretty much was it, it, it kind of you, was kind of not not pretty much Drake, it kind of was Drake pulled a very Kanye esque move with that. If you look at Kanye post graduation, 808 and Heartbreak Kick is Cuddy. essentially a Cuddy and Kanye collaboration album. Yeah. And with the way Kanye produces and stuff, he'll have someone writing for him, production and all. And I felt like with Yeezus, that's when Travis starts coming into the fold. Yeah. And I do think that there's a heavy Travis influence on that project. If you listen to Travis around that time with the Uptown, and they were already affiliated around that time. But I think these guys who are real artists, like Kanye especially, but Drake has it too, where they see this this movement and this energy, and they want to join forces. Yeah. And I think that's what Drake did with The weekend on Take Care. Jesus, man. Well, as far as okay, so this episode, the one that we're recording right now, I think this might be a two parter because we're. I just like as we're talking, there's so many different things that I want to get so into. So many ways to go. Yeah, there's so many ways to go. But like, I def- I want to talk to you about Cuddy, about Drake, about Ye, about any other rapper. Yeah. Like, Cuddy is my favorite artist of all time because this is what I'm saying. Like, I could get yeah. into a slew of reasons why and his musical artist um artistry and the, his influence on the culture, especially nowadays. It's like so much shit to get into, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as 
Donda and CLB, man. Like, uh, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up to you is because um, we're doing like we're kind of doing end of the year shits, and Donda and CLB was a major moment of major this moment. year. Yeah, so yeah. we so we have to try and recap it and just give our thoughts and our takes. So I'm glad that we talked about it, and as one of the last topics that we'll talk about because this episode is going to be crazy long, but one of the last. One of the last episodes, I mean, one of the last topics that we will talk about is just albums of the year, bro. Albums yeah. of the year, just off the top of the head. Give me some of yours. Tell me why. Like, I my album, my album of the year is is Donda. Okay. Is Donda straight up? But okay, album. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. But albums that coming off the top of the head, I got the off season with J Cole. Like, yeah. Not mad at that. Yo, J. Cole, when he's spitting, that's the J. Cole I've been wanting, bro. It, it, that Another instance of, the like I said, with Magic, it was the Nas we wanted. Cole on that album, that's the Cole we wanted. It's just him rapping. It's just him spitting, it's, bro. And then when you hear about these stories as far as like why the Diddy he, shit. The Diddy shit. And then why he he and yo, know, like the stories that he did, it's like he 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 I don't wow, I can't talk right now. The way he approached making this album, finally I got the terminology. The way that he approached this album is the way athletes approach training. Like yeah. He like made himself do these different exercises where he would only have 30 seconds to write a verse, where he would only have 45 seconds, where wow. he would have a minute. I never knew that. That's crazy. I, I forgot what I think I saw some sort of I think it was like a documentary that he dropped on YouTube, like around the time the album was dropping. It, you could definitely find it on YouTube. And I think that's where I found it. But like, he, yo, he, like I'm, I'm looking at it. and I'm like, wow, he's approaching this as an athlete. And it's insane the way he approached it. Like I he created that. he created drills, bro. He yeah, created drills as if, as if you're a basketball player and you have to do a drill with your left hand. The drill yeah, for him was so write a verse within 45 seconds, write a verse within a minute. And then like little things like that production. And, and the albums like 2014 Forest Hill Drive is one of his better albums. Obviously yeah. he has these album, all eyes on me. It's very conceptual. It's about his son or his daughter. Right. I forgot, I forgot what it was, what gender, but yeah, like we, we appreciate those albums, but and every one of those albums, there's a song or two where he's spitting and everybody is like, thank God. Yeah. Like, and then now no. we get a full project of him spitting. Boy. And that's that's the thing. And that's like, I think that that was the knock. Because if you do like the big three, generation to generation, obviously with the 90s and stuff, mm. you got... I'm so happy you're bringing this up. Go ahead. Sorry, you go got ahead. Nas, Big, J. Yep. And then for the generation after... The obvious, Drake, Cole, Kendrick, and where's your debate? Oh, no, okay, not, let me finish. It's not a debate, but it's not a debate, but I've always wanted to talk about this. I've always wanted to include Sean and Wale in that conversation. Okay, they don't get enough by the way, Wale is in my bro. top. I have, I have been a Wale advocate. I got. I went to Target and got attention deficit. Attention deficit. I got. I remember. I got bro. that album. I got I remember, that album. Bro. Like so, I I have been an advocate for Wale. You have. He's another guy where I actually I can understand how he doesn't connect 
with the masses. He's a very intricate writer, and his personality probably, you know, scared people off or made that's what, people that's like what messed him up. That's what messed him up. To me, first of all, incredible discography. He has one of my albums of the year this year with Florin two. two. Mm. But and Florin one was a fucking masterpiece, also. But so it it um you're right. And Sean, Sean, it took some time for him to for me to, you know, kind of give Sean his credit, but I think um what was what was the album with Paradise with That's um Dark Sky Paradise. Okay. That was the album that I was like, oh nah. He's one of the ones. And then you hear him, he's another one. He gets on guest verses and he goes crazy. He just he fucking it. loses his mind. So Sean definitely definitely that's the five of the generation without a doubt. I think as far as the masses are concerned, Cole, Drake, Kendrick, and yeah. I think up until this point, like we were talking about Drake and his classics and how it could be debated. Where are you the going only right one now? of those the only one of those three that had an like undebatable classic was Kendrick. Kendrick, which album? Well, for me, I'm a fan of his whole thing. I I I believe that. I believe honestly, all three of his albums are going to age well and are going to show to be classics. But I think the undebatable one is obviously Good Kid, Mad City. Yo, but that pimp to pimp a butterfly, yo, that album is different, bro. It is. It's that one album, of those. It's not a. It's, it's like an album, but it's like a historical. I don't know how to put it, bro. He brought. He brought. That shit back into hip hop. That that social awareness was missing from hip hop for a long time. A Dude, long but like fucking. But yeah, it's social awareness. But it's like that. That's like a piece of like historical evidence. Like I don't know. How, I don't it know like terminology. It's like, a do- no. Like it's it's, 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 a, it's, it's a historical it's document. document. It's a historical document. Yeah, it's, it's not just it, a musical piece. It's right. like he's talking about stuff that's like so entrenched in the black history. Yeah. And like I, I, honestly, it's yo, that album is different, bro. The album is yeah, different. Yeah, no. That and that's why to me, like all three of his albums, in my opinion, are classics. Mm. I feel like the only one that people won't debate is Good, Good Kid in that city. Yeah, I feel you. So so I say all that to say he's the only one of that big three with an undebatable classic. Undeniable. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Why am I... So, and um, I think with Cole, we got that. I think you, the offseason is that for Cole. Oh, really? You think this is his I classic? Do. I think Because so. a lot of his fan base, they think 2014 is his classic. Yeah. And, I love 2014 too. Me and too. I mean, like I said, I th- I'm thinking more so like detached from my own personal opinion because I think Friday Night Lights, even though it's a mixtape, could be talked about. That was supposed to be his debut, which yeah. that was his and debut. Then, bro, that with the Erica Badu sample on the intro. If bro, that was his debut, bro. It would have been a different story. But see, yeah, so... 
Um, what do you call it? But I think the offseason across the board, it okay. has enough critical acclaim where we need to talk about Cameron on the intro. Yeah. The first verse you hear, and then he just goes into it. That, like, that nah, bro. When I heard no. Cam, like it's just okay, when the first track drops, Cole spitting. You're like, all right, bet. Okay, Cole spitting. We're finally getting we're finally getting Cole to spit. Like, all right, bet, bet, bet. And then Cameron comes at the end of the track, and like that lets you know what where Cole was, like his head is at for the rest of the album. It's like, oh, he's not fucking around. Like, wait, what? Gonna... But wasn't wasn't Cam the first verse, first voice you hear on the album? Uh, was it? I'm not. I, I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, I remember putting it on, uh-huh. and I'm like, it was one of those moments where I was like, wait, is this who I I think I'm hearing right now? Why the fuck am I hearing Cameron on a J Cole? I feel I'm, like I had one of those moments, and I'm, I'm playing it on my song right now. But I don't know if you can hear it. Can you yeah, hear it? Can, yeah. Clearly, or are you like it's my fault. No, I can hear it. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You you're see? right. My bad, my bad. You're right. He comes off yeah, straight off, straight off the rip. So, I think like he got he got his shit in 2014. I don't know, but but yeah. just, just talk to me. Just talk to me about um just freestyling. Just some of the albums of the year for you. Okay, so I have a weird list. I think first of all, I think we had a great year in music. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be missed. Like even though Drake's album might not have lived to the hype, there was that that spirit of competition there. But there was a lot of good projects. So, with that said, in no order up to this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not looking, my, yeah, I'm not looking for an order. I just want you to, I just want to hear albums. That's it. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say, I'm going to go very hip hop here. But It's all good, bro. It's going to be Nas with the Magic album. Magic, okay. Um... Because K- it's gonna be like, KD two also came out this well twenty twenty one, yeah. But, but it, you got magic. I got magic. I feel and Florin two, like I said with Wale, um, Maxo Cream, mm. an album everyone should listen to. Weight of the world, Maxo mm. Cream, fire, through and through. Um, Hitler wears Hermes eight, West Side Gun. Both sides? No, side A. A. Side A. Interesting. I got side, side A. B. It was just side, see side A for me. It was so concise, and you just listened all the way through. It was that West Side Gun is also another one of those guys. Even though he's a a rapper, he's he's a producer, and he knows what he's doing with guest placement. He know like side A is another one for me. So so far. That's Nas, Wale, Maxo, Westside. And I'm going to give it to Tyler, the creator. I was just going to ask you about him. We need to talk about him, bro. We do need to talk about him. We need to talk yeah. about him. But real, real quick, real quick. Um, I actually, I actually, I haven't heard it in a while, but I remember listening to Side, side A and Side B when Hitler Wears uh, Hermes came out. Side A was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Side yeah. A was amazing. 
beside B, bro, like I'm just going off of what I remember. And right. I remembered listening to side B and I just off freestyling off the rip right now. The feeling I got is that side B was just real, a lot more boom bap than side A. And I think that's why I liked it more. Um, I could be wrong and I haven't heard it in a no, while. No, but you're, you're right. But I think to, to that point, that's the reason why I take side A. Okay. I think side A, he was a little more experimental. Because when you hear, oh, there's a there's a Griselda album coming, you're expecting boom bat. Boom this bat. is what it is. Mm-hmm. But with side A, it was smoother. That Stove God Cooks was heavy on the album. He sounded great. Like his guest placement, Conway was on there. Like Side B to me, it was another album with some fat that could have been cut out, mm. but it had these high moments. There's a track with him and Tyler on it that's probably my favorite track on that album. I forget the fly that couldn't. Fl- I forget some that couldn't fly straight. I forget. And um, yeah, the fly, the fly who couldn't fly straight, and the Hell on Earth Part Two track, because Benny just goes to another planet. After like an or like orchestral gospel, whatever the fuck that was, and then Benny comes in talking like brick talk. It was it was incredible. Brick talk. <laughs> but I, so I, I got. I, I'm, I'm gonna be straight up with you. I haven't. The last time I the last time I heard these albums were when when they dropped. They yeah. were in heavy rotation when they dropped, but I have listened to them since. So that's why um, Hitler wears Hermes side A and side B. They're a little foggy in my mind right now. Right. I just remember when side B hit and I listened to it, I was just like, yo, this is so boom bap and I'm so with it. I do remember liking side A, but I just don't remember certain songs right now. I'm looking at the, the, the track list and it's just not. I'm looking side at the track A, list. I just, I didn't, I didn't want it to end. Like it was just one mm. of those albums. Like it was, it was okay. really dope. So yeah, for me, it's Nas Magic, Wale, Forlorn 2, Maxo Cream, Weight of the World, West Side Gun, Hitler was Hermes. Eight side A and Tyler the Creator. Let's talk about Tyler, man, for a little bit. Let's talk about Tyler, man. Yeah, let's talk because he's he's another one where he might get recognized more in time, but like he's once again hate the word, but it's justified. He's a brilliant guy. Like, and for me, that really came to light on. The Igor, Igor album. album, yep. Because Yo, I mean, he wanna, probably yep. rapped two verses, but he produced the shit. Like that's something that in, like as I get older, I appreciate more when these projects are so carefully crafted, and you could tell everything is to a T. Where he puts certain vocalists, where he might rap a verse, and just how he produced that album. And <clears throat> like I can't say that. Tyler, I didn't appreciate Tyler prior to that because I knew he he was a talented rapper. He uh he had some good music. Like my younger cousins were big fans of him. But when I heard the Igor album, I understood that this guy is not only like a great hip hop artist, but he's a generational talent. 
Dude, like, I am right there with you, bro. I am yes. so right there with you because prior to Igor, I was told prior to Igor, I think his album was Flower Boy. And he was because Tyler came up with um Odd Future. And yeah. Odd, Odd Future was very it was just to me, Eccentric. it was just, yeah, man. It was just noise, honestly, to me. It was just noise. And they were just like, I feel like they were they were getting known for their antics more than the music. And yeah. And then that's when I was like, nah, I'm not really for that. And then I wasn't really listening to when they were dropping their Odd Future projects. And then, but but the interesting thing was that during the Odd Future days, they would release solo projects. Like Earl Sweatshirt released, I think Iris. Yeah. He released he released albums, and I would listen to them yeah. individually. But I never listened to the Odd Future albums because I just didn't yeah. didn't want to. But Igor, man, you got to think Frank Ocean also came from that odd future. Yeah, Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean came from that group. Um, and Igor, man, yo, Igor is, is it's a masterpiece, bro. Like that yeah. album changed the way I think about him, changed the way I view him, changed the way I approach his music. Like I go into his albums openly now. I'm like, right. He he doesn't just make albums; he creates worlds and he produces. Listen, it. he's of the cloth. Yeah. Of a Kanye West. And that's yeah. not too high of a praise, but he's of that cloth. <laughs> he knows he's he's very what I call like artistically articulate, where they have a vision and they know exactly what they want to do and they execute. Artistically and articulate. <laughs> that's good. I'm telling you, because they just yeah. like and I forget the word, but there's a certain word for people who see sounds and color. There's yeah, Pharrell actual, does that. Pharrell has that thing. I know. Pharrell's one of them. And Pharrell's yeah. another one. He has he has a vision of something. And if you ever hear the story of like him and Nori doing Super Thug, it's hysterical, but it's it's an example of that. Where mm. Nori always tells a story like Pharrell came up to me in a tight ass shirt with like a tight ass necklace. <laughs> and he's like, bro, if you listen to me, you're gonna be number one. <laughs> I want you to just Rap over this. He gave him a tape. He said, but don't listen until you're in Miami. So Nori listen. He goes to Miami, puts it in. The first thing he hears is uh we have Manuel Noriega. You remember the vocal sample at the front where it's like the news reporter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he listened to him and Nori went to the fucking sky. But so there's these guys who they just they're such visionaries and they know exactly how to execute it. That's where Igor put Tyler the Creator for me. And then with this album. Call me by, call me if you get lost. Yeah, call me if you get lost. It's a way different album, but that attention to detail is there. Is the there. sequencing is there. Yeah. Uh, the guests are there. Like, it was just, it was a really enjoyable listen. Like, and I just, I kind of, I guess the albums that I went back to the most are, the albums that I, I listed. So I found myself going back to that album. And then he, yeah, he's like, he's one of these guys at this point that I'm excited when they drop. I want to see what they got coming. Like those, cause you never know. Yeah. You never no. know. Yeah. Igor, you know I mean? Igor wasn't a rap album. Igor was just a music album, bro. Igor was just a music album. It's own it's own entity. It was just music, bro. And then Call Me If You Get Lost was a rap album. He's including DJ Drama, which that's legendary in itself. But the way yeah. he's able the way he's able to blend in DJ Drama within his world, 
He didn't yeah. go. He didn't go into DJ Drama's world. He made DJ Drama go into his world where he is rapping, but he's doing yeah. it in a Tyler Creator beautiful sequencing. Yeah, way. no, you it was me? masterfully done, bro. It was beautiful, man. Um, yo, bro, that's gonna be the episode because yo, we talked <laughs> so much, dog. It's probably. <laughs> It's yeah. probably a time flies record right now. Yeah, bro. I'm de- I'm I'm gonna keep you updated as far as what I'm doing. I'm definitely gonna, I might do a two parter. Like the first part would be the whole Nas thing, and then the second part would be everything else that we talked about. Bro, any just, ideas you got, come to yeah. me. We'll set it up, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what I'm I can do this shit all day. Yo, seriously, bro. Um, and yeah, I, honestly, we're gonna do this because I want to have the conversations where we focus on a single artist. Like we focus on a Yay, we focus on a Tyler right. or a Cuddy or Drake. And I just want to hear your talks. I want to talk. I want to hear your talks about just their career, their discography, where they are currently, where they could go, a whole bunch of shit we could get into. So I'm all for it, man. Yo, but yo, again, I want to say thank you so much for doing this. Before we go, um, for the people listening, first and foremost, if you listen to this podcast, to this episode, thank you so much. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment. Every little bit helps. But Mike, for you um if you have anything to plug your socials are you still doing the blog yeah i'm, I'm gonna get back into it that's um what's the blog shout it out cubanlink.wordpress.com what are you it, uh the, what, go ahead, go ahead. the title of the blog is inspired by gold ropes ironically what's uh so, what's the blog mainly about the blog it do? started off as a fully um hip-hop just kind of spewing from the head the way we are now Whatever things I found interesting, I would document, I would write about, and it developed more into like a lifestyle blog, which to me, I kept the same title of Inspired by Gold Rose because even though it's a very hip hop title, you know me. And when it comes to the hip hop shit, it changed my life. Like it changed every aspect from dress, like everything, everything that I consumed was different because of that. So though the blog has kind of shifted in recent times to more of a lifestyle still applies because it's the, as you can tell, the major leading force in my life is music. So that it's, you know, it's a completely miscellaneous random ass blog. And I'm just fucking writing, man. I'm just spewing shit. It's been a little while since I, um, since I got to it, but I'm going to, I'm planning on getting back on it. I'm getting ideas lately. So, I love it, man. I love it. What about uh, what about socials? Do you have any socials that you want to plug right now? Instagram or Twitter or anything? If you you don't have to, but I'm just giving you the option, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, bro, I don't even know what the fuck my Instagram <laughs> dot like Mike Pruno. I think is honestly <laughs> my name on that shit. Like I yeah. All right. But yeah, bro, that's it, bro. All right, yo, Mike. Again, I appreciate you so much, man. We're gonna do this again, bro. We're gonna absolutely. do this again, bro. You can do this um, anytime, man. Thank you for having me, bro. This is fun. No, absolutely. Yeah, this is mad fun, man. Um, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, please, like I said, please don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment. Every little bit helps trying to grow the community. Um, you can check out the socials. Instagram is timeflies.1221. Twitter is timeflies1221. Drop a comment, like a picture, DM me, ask me any questions. I love talking to anybody who's a fan of film, hip-hop, sports, anything. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, peace. Killer, it's the off-season. Let's keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. And don't check your watch. You know the time. Cold World, Killer Cam. 
Niggas is fucking yeah. finished. This shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled debt. I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30-song album do a measly hundred thou. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Trace my steps all in this game. You can see we cover ground. Back and forth.